What it do? What it do? We in the uh, building. Man. Sorry for the delay, technical difficulties. You feel me? But we got through it. I like to welcome y'all yep. to another episode of Ears to the Street. Special guest, living legend, Big Y. What's up, bro? What's up, yeah. huh? What's the deal, man? Oh, oh man, everything is everything, man. Man, 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 we we had uh, some some difficulties right here, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we figured it, it out. Crazy. Man, yeah, so how, how's everything been through this uh year of lockdown, man? Coronavirus. How, how how's everything? I mean, shit, I'm still locked down. Y'all see me looking like a shade, man. <laughs> hey, I remember uh, I seen the last time I think you went out for your birthday last year. You had the jersey party or something. Yup, at the gym, yup. Yup, yup, yup. That's crazy, man. So uh, I see that you've been getting your health in order and all that. I, I love that, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get back to uh, my old wife. <laughs> That's this crazy. So, this dude, nigga, I know. so uh for people that don't know you, probably don't ain't, ain't know who you are. These young people can uh can you tell everybody uh who are you and um where you grew up at? Uh well I'm big wide from Inglewood, California. Uh, I've been in music for 30 years. Uh I did a lot of different things. I'm gonna let you ask me before the music. You know, but yeah, I can make it work California. Yeah, uh, so um, what made you start rapping? Shit, I mean, I come from that era, man, where hip hop was new. You know, hip hop came out in late 70s. Uh huh. That's born, so. It was like it was a big thing, you know what I mean? Breakdancing, DJing, rapping, beatboxing. You know what I'm saying? It was that, sports and games, you know what I mean? And I dove head first in all of it. Man, in all of it. So how how did rapping come about if you was game banging and stuff? Well, I really wasn't banging like that early on. It was just in the areas where I lived and, you know, it was just, you know, everything, you know what I mean, around you, you know what I mean? But I started, the main thing, rap was always my first thing, you know okay. what I mean? And uh, it was uh, based on just the, the company I kept and dudes I was around. Yeah. Like my homeboy, uh, actually one of my, my homeboy, rest in peace, that taught me how to rap. His name is uh, Marcel Williams. I'm okay. pretty sure y'all are familiar with his name. Tupac used to talk about him in his songs. His name was Mental. Mm. And uh Mental was my one it was my best friend in junior high, you know, and uh, he actually the one that taught me how to rap. But during, you know, while and he was like one of the coldest rappers in Los Angeles. Like in the seventh grade, he would battle niggas in high school and out of high school. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he was that dope, you know what I mean? And uh I used to just beatbox and we was a part of a, you know, crew like everybody else. So during those days, I pretty much played the back. I just used to beatbox and I used to just work on my rhymes on the phone and at home and with him, just us. You know what I mean? I yeah. never would get in the battles because the battles was the battles was fierce. So it's like you're talking about like 86, 85, 86, 84, 85, 86, shit like that. Yeah. 
when, you know, we used to go up to the Hartdor Mall and these niggas be battling and it'd be like Red Rum and uh more and my boy Mental and this when Corrupt first moved out here. Actually, Mental gave Corrupt his name. What? You know? So, you know, yeah, Marcel was like a big fixture in L.A. rap as okay. a kid. You know I mean? He was like a miniature LL Cool J, you know what I mean? Damn. And, uh, you know, he just, you know, he was that dope. If you ask anybody from Inglewood around our area, you know what I'm saying, Monroe, Morningside area, you knew who Marcel was, MC Cell. Like, everybody knew who he was, you know what I mean? And that was like my best friend, and he taught me how to rap, you know what I'm saying? And then just being around them dudes, Red Rum, like we go, but like he not just somebody I rap with, like Rum is really my friend, you know what I'm saying? Okay. And uh, yeah. he's older than me. So, you know, mind you, these dudes is like lyrical, just machines back then, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm, I hadn't yet developed my voice and built my confidence to step in the arena yet, so. You know, as time went on, you know, I did away from school. You know, I would do I would do shows and like I remember one time, uh, shit. My mom looked up. I had a manager. You know, I, I did a record when I was like eleven years old. I used to be in the studio. Uh, shit. We Man. I ended up she, one night. I had a show at a club. In Santa Monica, and you know, I, I told her to bring everybody. You know, what was your first song you made? You did. What was the song? Uh, it was called "Practice What You Preach," mm. and it was another record called "L.A. Lakers." I had made a record for the Lakers winning the championship that year. And uh, they pressed it up, and the crazy thing about it was, uh, is my homeboy. I got a homeboy, little my homeboy, little nut. I actually got two partners that still got that record. What? Yeah, and my name wasn't Big Y. It was Heavy Duty. Heavy Duty. <laughs> Heavy Duty. So, so describe uh, coming up in your environment in, in the eighties and nineties in Inglewood. Yeah. You watch Snowfall? Yep. That's, <laughs> That's it? it like, <laughs> Never. That's how it was? Man, let me tell you something. Like, it felt like Snowfall, it really feel like, the, you know what's crazy about that is, you know the dude Scully? Uh-huh. And you see how they talking about they're from the bottoms. That's really, they talking about us. They talking about my homeboys. Yeah. And I got a homeboy really alive, living right now in this day, named Scully. Damn. From the bottoms. That's crazy. And so, so the bottoms, it, ain't that on England, ain't English Street a part of the bottoms? Yeah, England is a part of the bottoms. Yeah, so my grandma, I, I was over there. My grandma stayed over there and all that. We stayed in there. With right. the, the, the connection is, uh, you know, John Singleton. He grew up in the bottoms. That's why the bottom oh, Christian okay. was in Boys in the Hood. You know what I'm saying? And now that he's doing Snowfall, and back then, you know, his reference in his mind, these characters and people, his influence comes from our neighborhood. You know what I mean? So that's why oh, okay. he used, that's why he used Scully name. You know what I'm saying? With my homeboy DeAndre playing his part. Yeah, you DeAndre, know? crazy. 
That's my nigga. I can't, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to talk to him. Like, nigga, you ain't from the hood. Nigga, how you gonna claim the homie? Hey, 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 he, he doing it big, though. Like, he doing it. He killing it, nigga. You a crip anyway, nigga. That's my nigga, though. So, um, so Scully ain't we, even out like that. <laughs> he ain't? He an active down gangster homie, but I'm talking about burnt out like how DeAndre playing in that role. Nah, yeah, in, but in the 80s, he was like that, though, right? Nah, he was down. That's what I'm saying. It's just the name. Oh, okay. His character and personality, like Scully a gangster, you know what I'm yeah. saying? My, my nigga Scully a gangster. He, you know, but he a fly nigga, too, though. He real fly, you know what okay. I mean? You know, it's kind of like the way they mixed it. They mixed, they made they he used his name for Scully, but his his personality, his the way he looked, and how and his flyness and how he act is more like what's the other nigga name? The light skinned nigga from Compton. Yeah. Uh I forgot his name. I know I know he from Compton. That's, that's you see how like he also he a fly nigga, but he a gangster. Yeah, you know. That's how Skull is for real, you know what I mean? Oh, but okay. that's just non creative mind, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You mix those characters, you know, and create them like that, you know. But I mean, Inglewood, Inglewood was, you know, it was it was dope, man, you know what I mean? It was just, you know, it's it's it's, it's it, those two movies, The Wood and Snowfall, it kind of represents how Inglewood was back in the days like that because those movies. Or both about the my era of my life. Like the movie The Wood is written by another dude that uh Rick Fumiyama that played basketball with us. You wow. know what I mean? So those characters in that movie is my homeboys too, Joaquin and the people that they're talking about, you know what I mean? And I went to elementary school with them before they went to St. Bernard's in La Tierra. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying. Damn, and that's, that's why uh, he, went on, he went on to do another movie, the movie Dope. He actually, you one of the characters he used in the movie was my real name. <laughs> you know what I mean? Man. I told you, I mean, Rick, we need to holler about that, man. You know, you see this. You know so what, I mean? um, what inspired you to start rapping? Uh, Just that, being around being around those dudes, you know, uh, my boy Mental and Red Rum and, you know, just listening to it, man, and just, just, it was just crazy. I used to watch this show We before cable we had on TV. Okay. And I used to watch this show called Breaking and Entering and Ice-T in the Glove was the host and that shit was hard. Mm. You know what I mean? I used to listen to Ice-T, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, listening to King T and, you know, Mixed Masters. Pop was all around me. Like, DJ Pooh lived five houses, like four houses down from me. You know, from my grandmother. What happened? You fell out. Yeah, you back now. Oh no! I was get, I was letting you talk. I was I was here. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, okay. I was yeah, yeah. Talking, get the solo shot. Oh, okay. Yeah, like um, like yeah, DJ Pooh lived like three or four houses down from me, so it's like 
I'm around it constantly, you know, the records and listening to music. And then, like I said, my boys battling and stuff like that. So it, it drove me to want to get involved in it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, you know, I was a heavy kid. You know what I mean? So I could pop lock, but I wasn't too good at breakdown. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Me trying to windmill, I would have broke my shoulder trying to do that shit. You know what I mean? So, so I, you how know, did you... How did you come into the uh, Young Soldiers? Uh, the Young Soldiers came about uh, during high school, during my last two years of high school. Um, my boy Bolo's little, which was a little stretch, he checked in the morning side and, uh, you know, through music or through our interest in music and me wanting to rap, you know what I mean, you know, we kind of started hanging out and, you know, just, you know, we clicked, you know yeah. what I mean? We had both had the same interests and we start, you know, you know, just rapping and hanging out and just trying to do music together. You know what I mean? And, uh, uh, he ended up going to jail. And, uh, when he went to jail, when he came home, that's when we did, uh, the banging on wax, the first banging on wax album. And, uh, a part of our situation, what we did with Banging on Wax, we uh we worked out something with the people that was doing the Banging on Wax album for us to do our own album outside of just Bloods and Clips. We wanted our own own group album, and that's okay. how we formed the Young Soldiers, and you know came up with the uh, the group idea. And so, why y'all only put out one album? Uh, that's not how it was supposed to go. We um, we put that one album out, and uh, you know, uh, through the popularity of East Side West Side on that song, mm -hmm. it drew it drew uh, Suge's attention, and uh, the homies OFTB, rest in peace, Flipside. He uh, connected us with Suge, and Suge called us up to the Murder Was the Case uh, movie shoot. And uh, we had a conversation. He gave us a bag of money, like told us, welcome to Death Row. So we left the motherfuckers that we was with at first, uh, you know, told them, like, look, we don't, we, we leaving, you know what I mean? We want out this contract. Y'all can have this music. We don't want no ownership of this music. We just taking one song. And that was East Side, West Side. Y'all can have everything else, but we taking this one song. Mm. You know what I mean? So they gave us, and so what we did was, we took that one song and went to um, went to Death Row and remixed it, you know, with a different beat and put yeah. it on uh on the Murder Was the Case soundtrack, and uh you know, should have gave us a boatload of money, so we recorded. We actually recorded a second album, a Young Soldier album that exists in the vaults and uh and you know, little stretched out the reels. Uh, we just never put it out because. Mm. Uh, you know, the way Suge ran Death Row back then, it wasn't like how Master P came along and just dropped music and dropped yeah. all the albums and put everybody out. They focused on whoever was priority at the time. They felt like that was the move, which was Snoop Dogg and then, you know, Dr. Dre. So when things start to get riffle and Dre left and Snoop Dogg, and then when Pop came home, it was all about Tupac. You know what I mean? 
Man, so y'all was on death row when, when Pac came and all that. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so, you know, it's like uh, you got to really think. Dog Pound only put out one album. They did. You got to really think. It's only one Dog Pound album. They got other music and stuff that they done together and songs and shit. But yep. it's only one Dog Pound album with Daz and Corrupt as a Dog Pound. You know what I mean? Unless, you know, whatever they did later, you know what I mean? But the original one was the dog food album. So y'all uh, so young soldiers never broke up. Then y'all just stopped making music because y'all were with Death Row or something? Nah, I mean, we kind of just grew apart later on. You know, when Death Row started to, you know, when they kind of fizzled apart. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, Stretch was doing whatever he was doing and you know, me and my cousin, me and Sugar Booger, you know, we was always together, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, so we that's when we decided to, uh, well, Booger came up with the idea of us being the relatives. Mm. So you before know. I get into the relative, how was it you coming up and the banging on wax, that first one? How was it, like, how did, how did that come about? Like, and then... Did y'all do the second album? And what made y'all do the second album? Like, or was the banging on wax? Yeah, the first banging on wax. Uh, How did come about with did, like it wasn't no beefing, like it wasn't nothing. Like y'all just went in there and did it together, or what? I wish it was. It sound good, but no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Uh, nah, uh, Red Rum, Red Rum called me. Red Rum is the originator and creator of the idea of banging on wax. Okay. So he called me called me to let me know what was going on and uh, it was going to be a blood and crip side, you know, and that he was in charge of getting all the blood rappers. And like I said, by Rum being a, a real rapper, he picked certain people that he wanted to represent on the B side you know what I mean? And I yeah. brought little I brought little stress to the table because that was my partner, you know what I mean? Okay. And uh that's how we end up getting on the Banging on Wax album. And then the second one, um we kind of veered away from being the main focus of the, the B side and we we produced some records on there and we rapped on a couple records on Banging on Wax too, but that's when we start trying to introduce the homies, new acts. You know what I'm saying? Mm, little okay. That's when we brought in little. You know, my main concern was bringing in Lil Hawk, and Lil Hawk was bringing in Braze. You know what I mean? Well, my main concern at first was bringing in Lil Laniac, Lil Laniac, Lil Hawk, and B Braze. Them was our main. You know, mm. coming from my side. You know what I mean? So when y'all did like the number number two number on Banging on Wax two songs number two, I think in three when it's y'all together because on the first one y'all didn't do songs where y'all did together, but on two y'all did songs together. Like how was that? Like with the Blood and Crips? Yeah, like y'all did a song on the same song, like y'all on number two, like G's and Lokes. I want to say and well, G's and Lokes, G's and Lokes came from the actual. I concept of how we did the first banging on wax. The first banging on wax, we did the song banging on wax together. And that was it. That was it. You know what I mean? And Just on, like, on G's and Lokes, I did like two songs together, right? 
not the first, the second one. I think it's only G's and Lokes. It's the same. Oh, you know what I mean. And uh, so we played a more production role, you know, because in between Banging the Wax one and two, the Young Soldier album came out. So we wasn't really trying to. We wanted to be more accepted into a different stream outside of just being of doing blood music dissing <coughs> and shit like that. So, you know, we kind of played the back and did a little more production. Like, okay. Like, I, produ I produced uh, with a couple of my boy um, Leroy Mafia Lanes and. Uh, I wrote it on Can't Stop, Won't Stop. And uh, we did uh, Send That Crab Off to Die. Like me and Lil Stress did that. He actually sampled it at his house. Mm. He had to drop it in his room. We did that, you know. And uh, yeah, and then that's how I just played out like that. So, Nan, uh, I remember that that album. Did you have any part to do in the Damu album? The Damu Rider album, I want to say? Yeah. No, I didn't. Um, actually, by the time when they started doing the Damo Riders and Nationwide Rip Riders, that's when, because when uh, that was the deal that uh, we uh, I had worked out with Ronnie, the dude that was running back, running this back in the wax. Yeah. You know, I told him, like, you know, everything that you was doing for me and Lil Stretch, because we was like priority with that label at the time. I'm like, everything you're doing for us, you do for Lil Hulk now. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, that's my little hook on that album like that. And we passed the torch to Lil Hawk, you know what okay. I mean? And if you notice, Lil Hawk became the priority of that label then. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's, you know, and uh, they created that whole thing where they wanted to separate it, you know what I mean? And they called it the Double Riders and the Nationwide Rip Riders. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Instead of it being a together thing, you know what I mean? Was it was it better like that or was better the first like the first two? Uh I don't think none of those projects got as much recognition as the first one did. Mm. Because the first one was something surprising. Okay. Right after the peace treaty and then the riots and then now you got these Bloods and Crips doing an album together, you know what I mean? So, you know, not taking away from nothing or none of the projects, you know what I mean? Because I think Banging on Wax 2 was dope too, because it, and the Nationwide Rip Riders and the Dama Riders projects was both dope, because even on the Nationwide Rip Rider side, these is dudes that we brought to the table, you know what I mean? Our homies freeze and they bought their homies, and you know what I mean? Like these is dudes that we rap with and grew up with, you know what I mean? Mm. Like Freeze and Lil Stretch was like best friends. You know what I mean? Them niggas live three houses down from each other. Damn, for real? Yeah, hell yeah. And then Star, yeah, he started. I, I met Freeze yeah. uh, Franklin's before when I was young. Yeah, yeah like and Stone, Stone, that's on the Nationwide Rip Riders. That's Lil Stretch, Lil Brother. Damn. Yeah, yeah. And, and Six Pack, was he cool? Was Six Pack cool? Six pack was my nigga, man. Rest in peace, six pack. Six pack just passed. Not really? Yeah, six pack passed, man. Probably like about, like about three or four months ago, man. That was the coolest nigga. Coolest nigga ever. That's my nigga. Like, like you know, like 
we stayed over. You know, I lived in the Franklins. Man. You know, because my folks, you know, like little Stretch and them, they lived over there. They had like they they parents' house was over there. Even though Stretch Stretch and little Stretch from Bonnie Hunters, they moms and them lived over there. You know what I mean? And that's why oh, Stall was okay. Franklin. You know what I mean? So, Damn. you know, and uh, we live. I live. I lived over there for a few for a couple of years, and you know, I mean, that's how I got you know to really know like a lot of the Frank. I'm cool. I was cool with like a lot of the Frank, especially the main ones that that meant anything, like Freeze, and you know, not taking nothing away from the other ones, but to all the ones that was known. Yeah. Six Pack and like Six Pack, that was my nigga, man. Six Pack cool as a motherfucker. Show the nigga take him to the Franklin Squares and let the homies take it from there. Yeah. You like wearing so much that check this out. It's time to pour gas on his head and mouth. Is that, oh man, yeah, that shit was hard, man. I tell you that whole album, like, that's why I was like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I always loved the young soldiers, and I always thought about like why y'all didn't make one. Like, and I just heard that the one song Stretch did on there by himself. I couldn't think of the one. I'm like, man, so I'm like, he had a song that he did by himself on there. Like you ain't even trip. Probably, probably people don't even trip. Freeze is on the original East Side West Side on the Young Soldier album. Mm. Who's that? Because it didn't know why. So Rick Freeze, like he listed all old East Side with the original East Side West Side. Freeze on there. Freeze on there, and Big Stretches on there. Damn, that's crazy. So so hot. So you said Sugar Booger came in with the uh with the I y'all came in with the idea of the relatives. So how did that come about? Well, I mean, you know, like rap has always been my passion, man. So even after, you know, when Death Row kind of faded, you know, we had, you know, we growing up and we just gotta hustle and find a way. So it wasn't really working with the music. So we just started doing different shit and you know what I mean? And you know, I I, I kept rapping. I you know started trying to get jobs here and there and do different things because shit changed, you know what I yeah. mean? So as I kept going, you know, I was doing, you know, recording, going in the studio by myself. And then uh, one day, man, we was driving down the street. I was in the car. i never forget. I was in the car with Boogie. And he was like, man, we should do this shit ourselves, man, just me and you, like, for real. I'm like, for real? You with it? Like, you know what I mean? Because, you know, Rap ain't rap has always been booger thing, but he ain't always booger hustler. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You know he ain't. You know his passion wasn't as strong as mine, but he. You know, so when he said that, I was like, you know, oh for sure. And he was like, man, but we need a hard ass name. You know what I mean? And he was just throwing shit out there, throwing shit out there, and I'll never forget. He was driving down Prairie, and that nigga said the relatives, and I was like. Yeah, that's hard. Mm. You know what I mean? And we shit, we just roll with it. And once we did that from there, we just start fucking around. You know, we always used to freestyle, so it was always about us. We used to hang out at his baby mama house and shit, rapping and shit. And then uh some homies that we met from San Diego, uh we had met when we was went to a death row concert. You know, that was like, you know, he was like, man, we got some little, we got a few dollars, man. We give y'all a couple bucks. You know, if y'all want to do an album, man, you know what I'm saying? We'll do the first relative album, man. You know, we started going to San Diego, hooked up with San Diego producer Steve and yeah. up, Trey Boogie and uh, Ajamu. And we did that Dirty Money album, man, and fucked around and made a classic in a, in a two-bedroom apartment. 
Like how was how was uh rapping with B Brazy was how 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 was that like his flow it and the team? I mean, it, was, it was just regular man, and the homie had so much personality and style. You know what I mean? Because it's like it wasn't just about rap with us. We was banging. You know what I mean? Like we was together. Like I'm from different land, just like I am Crenshaw Mafia. You know what I mean? And him vice versa. Yeah. So hanging together. And rapping, and you know, we got got closer over the years. You know what I mean? And it's like he always had a, just a real creative, witty ass personality and style about himself. Like he's a real characteristic person. Like he got strong. You know, he real character. You know what I mean? That's why he used to always play with his words and why by what what like you know what I mean? And we always had like different lingo how we used to talk and you know call each other sweets and. You know what I mean? His name was Sweets, and he, you know, and he called me different names. And Tony, you know what I mean? Tony Leopard, and we used to just clown, and yeah. you know what I mean? You know, just all types of shit, man. You know what I mean? You know, like, we used to just joke and had our own language. It was just like, you know, he was way out, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, his, some of his favorite rappers was like Slick Rick and niggas mm. like that, you know what I'm saying? You know, and that's where he get all that personality. You got a wild imagination. Yeah, I'm telling you, I had a big bad thick blue bitch from the planet Titaris. She was blue <laughs> with a big afro with three titties. Did you he ever say he ever do a solo album? We started working. Braze was working on a solo album. It was kind of like you know, you know, real talk. Me and Braze was kind of working on an album together, man. Before he died. Mm. And my homeboy Lil Eight had a lot of the records, and I I can't remember, you know. But we was working on the record together because we had ended up getting with this essay dude, and he was funding the money and putting the money behind it. You know what I mean? And then Braves was kind of like doing some stuff by itself, you know. And uh, but yeah, it never really, you know, it never really came to fruition. And I think before he died, he was gonna do a solo album because he has. You know, I think he was signing or doing some stuff with Mike Ten. Yeah, he did that. Figaro, Figaro, Figaro. He did yeah, that. Yeah, that album, yeah. yeah, it's crazy because it's like all these rhymes is rhymes that we used to sit around and listen to and kick all day long. You know what I mean? It's just they found their time to get recorded and put on something. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So how was it working with Lil Hawk? Getting putting him on and and him doing his thing with the with the Damu Rider stuff. I mean, that's the you know that's bro, man. You know what I'm saying? That's my that's my homie. You know what I mean? So, you know, it was always a, a, a cool thing. You know what I mean? Like me and Lil Hawk, we we didn't hang in the we hung in the hood together. We hung out together. We didn't hang in the same circle constantly on the regular. I was always with the young soldiers and my you know what I mean my crew. You know what I mean? But Lil Hawk, you know, since day one, since we was young, he always been a cool-ass nigga, you know what I mean? Even before I was from the hood, like, you know what I mean? And, you know, he just had a lot of personality and style about him, you know what I mean? And, you know, just the way his style was and who he was in the hood, you know, I used to pay attention to that, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, he, like, his presence demanded it, you know what I'm saying? It's like, like, this thing got, you know what I mean? So, once we did that, you know what I mean? By the time it was, you know, 
we did banging on wax. I'm like, man, we gotta introduce. I'm telling Lil Laniac, like, nigga, we gonna introduce Lil Hawk on Mafia Lanes. We gonna do this Mafia Lane record, and that's how we gonna introduce Lil Hawk. Lil Hawk, right? Yeah. Once we did that, shit, you know, he a natural leader himself. So shit, he didn't need me no more. He started making the moves and. Doing what he needed to do for himself, and it, you know that's how it just came about. You know what I mean? Like I don't. How often do you talk to him? Uh, I talk. Actually, I just sent him some money about a couple hours ago. I haven't talked to him in a minute because they was on lockdown because of the corona shit. But I talked to somebody that he that, that he calls, you know, on the regular. But I haven't talked to him in a minute personally. But we communicate with each other through through somebody. Through, oh, okay. Through all the time, you know. Yeah, I mean? and I see that tonight after this, you uh interviewing Lil Stretch. Nah, nah, that's not Lil Stretch from Bonnie Hunt. That's the only oh. Lil Stretch from from Fruit Town Brims. He actually, you know, I I did a little interview with him. You know what I mean? And uh, he, uh, I guess he gonna post it up tonight. Oh, okay, okay. So is is a relative gonna come out with another album or? Uh. We got some songs, you know. We got an album that we put together. Been from oh, who game. all in the group right now? It's always just been me and Sugar Boogie. That's it. It's always just been us two. I thought it was like a couple more people. Also, B. Brady yeah. was just a, a few a feature on there. Yeah, that's just the homie. You know what I mean? That's uh -huh. just but the relatives was me and Sugar Boogie because we that's really it. relate. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, you know, we might, you know, hopefully we could get it, you know what I'm saying? But you know, I'm doing other stuff, and you know, Sugar Booger, you know, he opening up these all these restaurants and shit. So that's his main priority right now. You know, that nigga rich off selling chicken, man. What kind of what's chicken? That nigga got a restaurant, you ain't never hear but the soul food shack. Oh, that's Sugar Booger. I just started following them on Instagram. Yeah, that's Booger Restaurant. Him and his wife, the Soul Food Shop. Mm, I'm about to go check it out now. I just started oh, yeah. put me up on getting was like that, and I started following them on Instagram. Ooh, you making me hungry. I'm trying to order me a veggie plate right now. <laughs> hey, you got to keep working, I, though. I see you out there working every morning, man, like that. Like oh, that. Yeah, and I'm getting twisted, nigga. I'm still going to eat some string beans and some cabbage, nigga. Don't get it fucked up. <laughs> I don't eat all the fried chicken and all that shit from up there, but I'm damn sure gonna get that veggie plate. Oh, everything. I might even sneak in some yams. <laughs> so what? So what? Um, what you got coming up now? What's 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 any new projects? Any, anything new coming out? Yeah, yeah. Actually, we just turned in the evolution of Banging on Wax, which is a record that me and uh, me Wacko and Red Rum came together on. And uh, I produced like eighty percent of the album. Me and this, me and my boy Talent Boy, Black Thompson, uh, Styles, and Jared, we produced that. And uh, it's not like the first one. Okay, it's kind of it's really representation of music, how music is today. You know what I mean? Like you know how you see a YG and Nipsey do a record, and then you see a. You know what I mean? You see, you know, you see different dudes doing records together. You know what I mean? They real records, real quality music. The shit is dope. You know what I mean? It got a little bit of everybody on there. OT Genesis Game, 
Blueface, Mozzie, Nipsey mm. Hustle, uh, shit, you name it, AD, AV, Fig Newton. I uh, like my I was just listening to Fig too. I like, I like yeah. Fig. My little homie Scrabs, Bumpy Bars, uh, Geechee Gotti is on there, Asia from Compton is on there. Uh, shit, man, there's a lot of people on there. K Boy is on there. Uh, it's a lot of dudes. My little, my young homie Low from uh, Villains is on there. Uh, it's a lot of people on there. I can't even. And when is supposed to come out? Uh, it's actually coming out within the next couple of months. The single is done, which is called Bloods, Crips, and Power Rules, which is uh produced by me and Talent Boy. It's uh Mozzie, OT Genesis, Game, and Blueface. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Then we actually just added a song with uh Snoop Dogg and True Car. That's gonna that's hard. Yeah, Killer Twine is on the album. Yeah, it's a lot of dudes on the album, man. A lot of people. It's dope, man. That's good. That's, 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 uh, that's crazy. CeeLo Green is on the album. Red Rum, of course. Like, yeah. who were some of the favorite rappers that you uh, got to work with? That you, you know, did you work with any of your favorite rappers about that you want, always wanted to work with when you got older, when you got in the music game? Yeah, King T. That was a highlight for me when we did, uh, we redid Play Like a Piano on uh, Takeover. Mm. Yeah, yeah. King T legendary, though. Yeah, and for actually do a record with CeeLo, see, that was big. Mm. You know, that's coming out, you know, so, you know, yeah, I mean, I've done, you know, Dub C, of course, CJ Mack, like, these dudes is hard, you know what I mean? I still got to get one with my nigga Trey D. We talk all the time, but we just ain't never done no record together. Yeah. You know, but it's going to happen. That's what's up, man. So I don't want to take too much more of your time, Unc, man. I appreciate you tapping in with me, man. You know what I'm saying? No I'm doubt, a big man. fan. I'm a big fan. Like, ah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm asking the questions that I wanted to ask listen to the music growing up. Like, you know? Right. <laughs> That's all good. Like, yeah, I don't know. Little Hulk, right. you know what I'm saying? I want to talk about all, you know what I'm saying? You and how it meant to you being in the bottoms and coming up, being the right. legend. Rapper, like you know what I'm saying? So I appreciate yeah. you having in though, man. I appreciate you having me, champ. And next time we're gonna get it right the first time, so we could get it another one. We're gonna get it have to get another one in and get this one right. You man, know it just all it was was common sense had to kick in. <laughs> hey, so uh uh tell everybody where you can uh, find you on um social media at. Instagram at Big Y Media, B I G W Y dot media. I'm right there. Tap in. Holla at me. Tap in. All right. Um, appreciate it, man. Stay safe. Right. Keep, keep working. For sure, man. Appreciate you. Talk All right. Easy. Yep. What's good? What's good? I'd like to thank um, Unc, Big Y for tapping in with me. You know what I'm saying? Legendary rapper. Producer, songwriter, you know what I'm saying? Um, shout out to my boy Ken Chronicles, another show, Bo. We in the we in the building. What's up to my boy Mac here uh Mac and LG, Sports and Realness, Big Nut, Beach Hub Corsos. Follow me on Instagram, Ear to the Street Podcast. 
I'm in the building and I'm out. LG. Oh, rest in peace to my mama, Day Day. Can't forget y'all. You feel me? My granny, love you too, baby. My kids, I love y'all. Come on.